Hi, welcome to the Fast Life with Diabetes podcast. My name is Lucy Fisher. On this podcast, we'll discuss everything related to intermittent fasting and type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We'll share tips and tricks and we'll reveal some of the challenges that we've all faced as we go through this journey. We'll also have some fascinating guests that will share their stories. Thanks so much for joining. It's going to be a great show. Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining today. Today I wanted to just do a solo episode, and this episode is coming on the heels of the interview that I did with Dr. Vera Tarman about food addiction, and I've heard it mentioned many times on this podcast and many others about people eliminating sugar from their diet, carbs, artificial sweeteners, all those things, and I wanted to give you my personal experience with it, and I wanted to take take you through kind of a deep dive because we all talk about it. We all talk about how maybe it's uncomfortable and, you know, you just push through it, all these things, but I haven't really heard anybody go into the real details of what it's like to cut these things out. So that's a little bit of background. So this podcast is about how I quit both sugar that you could find in sweets, for example, and artificial sweeteners. And I decided to to eliminate both of those fairly recently. And in terms of the sugar, I have quit sugar previously. This is not my first time doing it. And as Dr. Tarman spoke about when I interviewed her on my podcast, when you quit something the first time, you have a little bit of momentum. It's a little easier to quit. When you quit something again, every time you you go to quit it, it's a little bit harder. And I did find that that was true. I quit eating sugar, processed sugar, on March 6th. So, and today is June 3rd when I'm recording this podcast. So I have just about three months of no sugar. And the reason that I quit sugar is because I found that I was getting out of control with it. And to the point where I was making myself full with things with sugar, whether it was an artificial sugar like erythritol or having sugar in the form of in in a chocolate bar or something like that. I was eating a lot of that stuff in my eating window and I would get full on that to such an extent that I wouldn't have an appetite for other things. So I might be eating my protein and a little bit of vegetables and then like, you know, hardly any of that. And then eating two protein bars and a chocolate bar. And I was just going a little bit crazy with that or one of those keto cakes or something like that. And I was just eating a lot of that stuff. And I know in terms of nutrition, there's just not that much there. So it was it was, I was noticing that it was detrimental to me. I was gaining weight. My blood sugars were not as good. I wasn't feeling as good. And so I decided that it was time to quit those things again. And so on March 6th, I just decided to quit cold turkey. The day prior, I had two protein bars, a chocolate bar. I think I had like some popcorn with like caramel on it. I mean, I was eating all kinds of stuff. And so the transition from eating all of those things just the day prior to quitting cold turkey, that wasn't easy. And with my personality type, I'm not the kind that can just like wean off of things. I don't, I don't have that ability, unfortunately. So I went from eating all of those things to the next day, not eating all of those things. 
So what I did is I transitioned to fruit. So I'm not considering fruit to be a sugar, although it is a sugar, it's a natural sugar. I also did not eliminate sugar in glucose tablets. So I eat those sparingly when I have a low blood sugar. And the way I view glucose tablets is like their medicine. I really don't, I don't want to treat low blood sugars with a piece of fruit or something like that. I just need a quicker action. So for me, I'm taking glucose tablets out of the equation. I'm not considering them sugar, even though they are for the purposes of this. And the glucose tablets I find, they don't make me want to eat cake or a chocolate bar, for example. My body recognizes glucose tablets as medicine, so it doesn't trigger off any of those other hunger cues for me. So anyway, March 6th was my first day without sugar, and uh, it was tough. It was really tough. I ended up eating a lot of extra fruit for those first two days and a lot of extra protein. Basically, I told myself, you can eat extra of whatever you want until you're full, even if that means that you overeat a little bit because I needed to get that satiety and I just needed to replace it with something for lack of a better term. So I did that and I would say the longing for sugar, the missing it lasted for, I mean, I hate to say it, but probably close to two weeks where I was just like every day just thinking, I want sugar, I want sugar, I want chocolate, and just felt very deprived and really kind of miserable, to be honest. Um, But I pushed through it, and I am now firmly on the other side. In fact, now I don't miss it. I don't think about it anymore. But for those first two weeks, diminishing day by day as time went on, it it was tough. It was really tough. Now I I don't think about sweets. I haven't had them in so long that I don't think about it at all. Even when I'm like at somebody's birthday party, for example, and there's cake or I see a chocolate bar or something, it doesn't make me feel like I want it. It doesn't instigate any cravings of any kind, which I didn't think was going to happen, but it's fine. I feel totally fine now without sugar. So that's been since March 6th. And I don't see a need to go back to eating sugar. I've been able to navigate life just fine without it. The other trick I would tell you is if you've decided to quit sugar, get it out of your house. Don't leave any of those things around. So I had this whole stockpile of keto protein bars and I moved all of them into the garage because I knew that if I didn't have them inside the house that I would be unlikely to go into the garage to get them because then I would have been able to have the time if I actually wanted to get one and I had convinced myself that I could. It would take time to go into the garage, get it out of the bin, you know, all that stuff. That would have taken me a few minutes. So I think by that point, I would have been able to talk myself off that ledge. And I've given away those protein bars since. So they are completely out of the house. Get rid of everything. I'm a firm believer that if you have this stuff in your house, you're more prone to eat it. So do what you can to get rid of it. Right away, I I noticed that my blood sugars were better. I did gain a little bit of weight, surprisingly, because I was eating more because I had given myself permission to to do that. So, you know, be ready for that. It's like when somebody stops smoking, they gain weight. It's, I think it was sort of that reaction. I was just looking to fill that void and I just did it with eating other things in quantity. So just be ready for that. The weight eventually came off, but it was, it was a lot of change. I mean, it was an addiction. I, I was really addicted to sugar and I, 
I'm glad I'm not anymore. I don't want to have addictions running my life. So anyway, that's that's now in the past. And the other thing that I quit, which candidly has been even harder for me to quit than the sugar, is artificial sweeteners. So I was drinking a lot of artificially sweetened drinks, most of them with caffeine. And I was drinking like Zevia or those caffeine ice drinks and just all kinds of things with caffeine and artificial sweeteners, zero calorie, but just, and those buy drinks, those buy uh, drinks that look like juice and they have like 10 calories and some carbs in them, but they're, they have like the equivalent of one cup of coffee or one cup of green tea in terms of uh, caffeine. And so I cut all that stuff out. I mean, I had all those things on auto delivery from Amazon. I mean, I was like a true you know, diet coke for lack of a better way of stating it, addict. Like, I mean, it was out of control. I was drinking like five or six of those a day. And sometimes I was even drinking them in my fasting period, which was really annoying to me because I'm a huge proponent of the clean fast. And I noticed that I wasn't clean fasting as much and that I was thinking, oh, well, I'll have, you know, a couple of these in my eating window. And then, you know, I closed it, but I can have another one or two. It doesn't matter. It's not going to cause any trouble for me. And there was a period of time where those artificial sweeteners i was i was drinking them outside of my fasting window and it was causing me to be so hungry that i was breaking my fast around 7 or 8 p.m and eating turkey and cheese out of the fridge when i had already closed my eating window many hours prior and i I talked about that on a, a prior episode about maintenance challenges how i had undone some of my success in terms of weight loss because of later in the night breaking of my fast with things like turkey and cheese. And I I actually think now that I'm on the other side of having eliminated artificial sweeteners, I think that was likely the culprit for why I was doing that. So I stopped drinking the Diet Cokes and the artificial sweeteners and all that stuff. I stopped, stopped that on uh, April 30th. So I'm a little over a month in and to be honest with you, sometimes I still crave that stuff. In fact, a lot of times I still crave that stuff. But I just push myself through. I don't drink coffee or green tea, really. So I'm pretty much a water person. I like sparkling water and and flat water. But sometimes I just really want that satisfaction of one of those drinks. And it hasn't yet truly left me that, that craving for those drinks. It's gotten a lot better. The first couple weeks, again, were really hard and I had to push myself through. Again, I did the whole thing where actually I decided to quit when my last can of one of these sodas ran out and I I canceled all my Amazon subscriptions and I just quit cold turkey that way. I I didn't phase it out. I think my last day, I think I had like five or six of them. So again, I just quit and no phasing out because I'm not capable of that. The the problem is the lack of caffeine, I think, was an issue for me. I, my body was so addicted to caffeine in addition to that sweet flavor with the carbonation. So those, those things were really difficult for me and still are to this day. I'm able to push through it a little bit better and I kind of just tell myself, just do this one day at a time. You don't have to do this for the rest of your life, which I, I'm going to really try to, but you only have to do it just this one day and... We'll try to see it through this day and then, you know, we'll decide again tomorrow. And 
I know that if I have one of those drinks, I'm just going to slip up again. In fact, I had quit Diet Coke many years ago, and the way I ended up falling off the wagon that time was I had had I had quit for at least a couple of years. I mean, it wasn't like an insignificant amount of time. And I had this job where I used to travel a lot for work. And so I made a deal with myself and I said, okay, when you're on the plane, you know, when you're traveling for work, you can have a Diet Coke on the plane and then that's it. You can't have any other Diet Coke. Like you can just do it that one time. And then of course, you know how the story goes. I would have one on the plane and then I would think, oh, well you can, okay, okay, this is the new deal. You can, you can drink Diet Cokes when you're on a work trip. And then, so I'd have it on the work trip. And then the new deal became, okay, you can have it when you're on the work trip and then you can have one in the morning in your regular life, but no more than that, no more than that. And you know how that goes. The wheels came off and I was back to drinking a lot of those Diet Cokes every single day. And so this time I know it's just a a mental game. I have to not drink them. I can't make little deals with myself all over the place. I have to just not drink them because I... I know myself, I don't have that kind of self-control. And I think you have to be honest with yourself. Some people are able to just do things in moderation. If that's you, great. Unfortunately, that's not me. So I have had to be just very, very strict with myself. In terms of the benefits I notice from not drinking those sodas anymore, I mean, number one, I feel a lot better. I feel like there's less inflammation in my body. Like I used to wake up in my face would be super puffy and my eyes would have bags under them and I just felt kind of like sluggish until I had one of those drinks because I needed that caffeine boost and I just was like taking naps a lot if I didn't have that caffeine Uh, and not to be clear I still take naps but it was it was it was a different kind of feeling like I just I was so dependent on that chemical so now I feel a little bit more refreshed without it. I feel like some of the inflammation that I had has gone down. The other major benefit I notice is I'm a lot less hungry during my fasting periods. Like I said before, I was kind of interrupting my clean fast with diet sodas before, at least into part of it. And it was really messing me up. It was really cueing hunger signals for me. And that's why I was eating at night. So that has been eliminated. And one of the other big, huge benefits is cost savings. Like if, if you think about it, each one of those cans is probably $1.50 to $2 with inflation if you buy it on your Amazon subscription. So I was drinking five or six of those a day. So, I mean, that's a huge habit. So you have all this recycling that you have to deal with because you have all these cans and dealing with boxes and all these other things that are just a pain to deal with and now that's all gone so that's been great too now i don't remember from when i had quit diet coke years ago when the actual missing of the diet coke will go away maybe it really doesn't i don't remember because obviously i made that deal with myself that i could have it on the plane so maybe i had been thinking about it that whole time i don't remember it was a long time ago but whatever it is i think i just have to power through it and just tell myself like you can't have it anymore it's just it's not good for you so I'm a month in. I'll update you guys later to see how things are going. The next thing I want to tackle is nuts. I have a major problem with nuts. Like I've just been eating those like crazy. Um, and just to the point where I don't stop. And anyway, I have some, some food issues that I'm trying to work through. And for me, like I said, I don't do the moderation thing. So it's a process of elimination. And the other thing I would tell you is don't try to eliminate too many things at one time. When I quit sugar on March 6th, I also had wanted to quit artificial sweeteners around the same time, but I knew 
that if I had done that together, that there would be no way that I could successfully quit either one of those things. So that's something that you need to consider. Just do one thing at a time. Give your, your body a chance to get used to your new reality and not crave those things as much before you try to cut out the next thing. Like for instance, with the nuts, I know I need to really scale back on the nuts, if not eliminate them completely. And I, I've been wanting to do it, but I really want to get over this artificial sweetener issue. So now that I feel like I'm a month into it, I might give it a little bit longer, but in the not too distant future, I think I'm going to start really thinking about cutting out nuts. But anyway, I just wanted to give you guys an update on how things have been going for me with, with cutting certain things. Cause I think it's common. A lot of us have had to cut sugar, carbs, sweeteners, whatever it is. I cut pasta, wheat, rice, simple carbs. I've, I cut that out a long time ago now. I guess it's been over a year. And again, that was hard too. It's like all these things are hard, at least in the beginning. And then life gets easier. Now I don't even think about carbs. Like I don't, when I see a menu with pasta on it, or if the bread comes to the table or something, I don't even reach for it anymore. Whereas I did before. And it's just, it's funny. Once you become used to something, it just becomes your lifestyle. And you don't, you don't have those intense cravings anymore. I think if you especially like if you're like me and you can't do things in moderation, if you try to to just eat it on occasion, I think that's harder to do. For me, it's just easier to not eat it at all. Just don't get started with it. And now having quit those types of carbs for such a long time, I really can honestly tell you I do not crave them anymore. So anyway, be patient with yourselves. I hope this episode has been helpful if you yourself are trying to quit something. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.